podcast where I, Lydia, and I, Ashna, open up the conversation on sustainability to inform and empower. We want to connect real people to topics they care and are curious about, but without the jargon or BS. Mm. Join us as we chat about all things sustainability related and how they intersect with our daily lives. From eating out to what we wear, to the latest technology and more. And we're also going to bring in some really cool guests doing cool things for people and the planet. Hello, everyone. Hello, welcome back. We're back, and we are in a banana room. Yes, reporting <laughs> from Fair Trade Foundation HQ. Yes, today we're with Kat Rayner from Fair Trade. Um, I think Fair Trade is one of our, our episodes yeah. that or our guests that we don't really need an introduction for because yeah. if you don't know who Fair Trade is, and who even are you? Well, <laughs> let's not be uh, judgmental here. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it's a symbol, the iconic symbol that you see when you're buying your bananas, your coffee, your chocolate. You know, it, it is everywhere. Um, but yeah, Fair Trade's an organization dedicated to giving producers, farmers, workers a fair price for what they do. Um, and I think it's really interesting to understand that empowerment is so at the center of what Fair Trade does. And it's really just shedding a light on that, you know, going beyond the definition of fair trades, you know, fair price for your banana. What we want to know is what more are, are they doing? What is actually behind fair trade, the people behind fair trade? Um, yeah. And like, what what is that magic of fair trade that we, we all know? Also, you know, some other things we wanted to discuss really is how fair trade has been um, the leading path for all big certifications we've seen before fair trade, in my opinion, you know, we didn't see things like Rainforest Alliance, FSC certified. Those were just, you know, a sustainable sticker. Um, so how is fair trade going beyond the sustainable sticker, you know, really paving the path for others in the industry? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um Fairtrade is actually celebrating their 25th anniversary at the moment for, well, Kat will correct me if I'm wrong, but it's for the mark, the anniversary of the mark yeah, being that's a right. thing in, in the UK, right? That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So they're, they're celebrating that um, now. So they've been going for, for many years, almost as long as we've been alive. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's so really excited to sort of hear more about that aspect as well. Um, and in terms of like the impact that fair trade is having um there's actually 1.6 million farmers around the world in the fair trade system with over over 6,000 fair trade products to choose from and that's and that's internationally so um they're really really making their mark and Very having good. a big impact <laughs> um yeah so we we do really want to just shed a light on this and we're really excited to talk to such a big Big player in, in sustainability, one of the founding um, organisations um, that sort of set the tone for the rest of the market. Mm-hmm. So, really excited. Um, so, this week, before we introduce Kat, we did a challenge. So, every week we do a challenge mm-hmm. to make the topic um, come to life for us. But this week, instead of, you know, kind of a challenge, we're actually going to be testing ourselves. So... Lydia and I will be shooting out a product at each other and we will have to state whether a fair trade version exists and Kat will be the judge. Excellent. <laughs> what fun. Yeah. I love a quiz. Yeah. <laughs> well, we love a quiz until we fail them. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess Kat, welcome to the show. Why don't Thank you introduce you. yourself? Sure, yeah. So um, I started at Fair Trade Foundation as a volunteer 
17 years ago um, and as an employee 15 years ago. Uh, so I have been part of the Fairtrade family for a long time. And I guess the thing that I'm, the reason I'm still here, I think, is because I've seen the difference that it makes for farmers and workers, but I've also seen um, the need that remains. And I feel I've still got a kind of a fire in my belly for um, helping to inspire both businesses and consumers to to do their bit Um so I, yeah, I've, I've, I love it here. I think it's a great place. You meet some wonderful people. Um, and uh, I feel actually it's an honour to be paid to do a job where you feel like you're making a small difference. Um, but it's something that I'm really passionate about as well. Yeah. And so what is, what is sort of your area that you work on actually at, at Fairtrade? Well, funny enough, that's another um, thing. Fairtrade is always um, very, it's, there's never a dull moment. Um, it's very diverse. And I guess um, I am in the marketing team. So I feel this kind of responsibility to inspire both businesses and consumers. Um, and we have various ways of doing that. And I think I, I've been lucky enough to meet farmers who've come to the UK to talk about what Fairtrade means to them. And I've also had the chance to go to the Ivory Coast to meet farmers there and see what life is like. Um, so I I try to tell those stories because actually I feel that when somebody hears a story about the difference it makes, a personal story, mm. then it helps them in their decision making choices. Um, so that's I think that's both businesses and consumers. And actually, we do, we separate them, but businesses of have contain human beings who've mm. got families, who've got visions of how the, the world in which they want to live, and um, who've got values that mm. um, you know they want to live in their kind of day to day work. So mm. it's really exciting the possibility. Possibility. Um, there's still a long way to go, but actually, it's a really um, important journey. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. And I guess you know, from from fair trade, and you know, you started your journey so long ago. What was that you know trigger moment for you that you know where you were like, I need to be a part of this? What was it for you that you know? And I'm sure 15 years ago you know, the industry was so different. So yes. how, what was that for you that made you join? Do you know what? It's a funny business. Um, <laughs> I, in sixth form economics, I did um, international economics and trade. And you sit there and you think, hang on a minute, mm. this isn't right. And uh, so I went on to university. I studied a bit of international politics and economics. And at that point, I realised that, okay, this is the area that I want to go into. Because actually, the, one of the beautiful things about fair trade is that it's about um, a fair day's work. It's a trade. Mm-hmm. It's you saying to somebody on the other side of the world, uh, I always get goosebumps. <laughs> got my goosebumps out. It's about you saying to somebody on the other side of the world, I respect that you have worked hard to produce this coffee, these bananas, um, this shirt that I'm wearing, and um, I want to pay you a fair price. Mm -hmm. So it's an exchange and a respect. And I think, um, yeah, that's really what um, I, that that kind of makes me... um, uh, passionate and I think so yeah from then on and then I volunteered at Fair Trade Foundation and we used to be in a tiny office and it was like it is like a family actually mm-hmm. um, and it still has that vibe we've grown when I started with there were 19 of us and uh, I think there's kind of now near, nearer 100 and when I was in the Ivory Coast actually we are I'm, we're t- I'm talking about think Fair Trade in the UK but actually it's a global system mm-hmm. and I met this awesome um, guy who works for Fair Trade Africa which is an, a network um, 
and we have networks in, in Africa, Latin America, and Asia. And Conan works at Fair Trade Africa, and he is responsible for working with farmers, providing them support and training, and really being an on the ground um, support for mm-hmm. farmers. And he said to me, "Fair Trade is a family." And I, that was great because I thought, actually, that's how I feel about it. And yeah. it's nice that actually there's a global movement. I got um, an, an email from a couple of um, ladies in India the other day, and they they in this dear fair trade family. I love that, Aww. you know. And it's, yeah. it kind of sounds a bit cheesy, but actually, it's yeah. it's that idea that um, we're all working together towards something, and we're and it has its ups and downs, mm-hmm. you know. It's you know mm-hmm. not, it's like like every family, but actually, um, there's a lot of love, yeah. uh, which is great. Yeah, that's nice. And it's interesting, there must be lots of different components to the business because, you know, you've got the the farmers and that aspect of it and and looking after those and then you've got like the consumer facing side, you've got the marketing of it. So it must all be quite complex to kind of work together and... It yeah. is, it is. And actually, it's funny, because when you were asking me what I do at Fairtrade, or what's my main responsibilities, mm-hmm. I'm in marketing, but actually, on Friday, I was down in Cornwall, dressed as a banana, at a, <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love all that, dressed as a banana at a school in Camborne, and um, they were, a hundred school children were coming together to celebrate 25 years of the Fairtrade mark, and they were making a Fairtrade mark in the playground, um, and we had a drone yeah, to show that. Yeah, we saw a video. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, came, awesome. yeah. Cool. it was really it was just brilliant and I think I think that's that's the other thing I love about the fair trade market is the simplicity of it so I, I've been to a number of trade shows where people come up to me and say oh my kids are always going on about fair trade and I was like absolutely yeah. because children understand the um, fairness side of things yeah. mm-hmm. and they, I think they kind of wonder how did it where did it go wrong like what's yeah, going on um, and I think children um have the possibility they're obviously the future consumers so we feel that actually it's important for them to understand that they have a responsibility but also they have a choice and I think this thing about empowerment that Mm -hmm. you mentioned earlier Mm -hmm. I think it's empowerment for farmers and workers um who we're we're kind of working on behalf of at Fair Trade Foundation, but it's also empowerment for consumers. So, for example, I was all my, on my way in this morning thinking about last Halloween. My son and daughter went. We went out trick or treating, and my son came running down the path with, um, and was waving something in his ear. He said, "Mummy, mummy, it's Fair Trade, it's Fair Trade." Oh. And he's he's five, and I overheard <laughs> this mum saying, "Gosh, that's not that's not something you hear every day from yeah. a five year old." And oh. I was like, "Well, what can you yeah. say?" <laughs> It was a proud moment for me. But actually, he knows. He knows what fair trade is. And he knows that, um, obviously, he didn't make a choice. He was given that. But he understands that that's something that he can do and he can influence. Mm. Um, So, yeah. So, it's, um, it's a very dynamic movement. And actually, it's about everybody taking responsibility mm-hmm. no matter who you are and and having the power to make a small change Definitely. and I think increasingly when you think the news you look at the news and you think actually how am I what's my role in this world how can I make those changes and the fair trade mark is like a shortcut if you're a busy mum in the supermarket yeah. if mm-hmm. you're whatever whoever you are um a five-year-old um you can make a small change and be part of something special because it is special it's yeah. not just a certification mark mm-hmm. it's people saying I want to live in a world that's different and I want to make a positive choice and and that's everybody involved whether you're a business Mm -hmm. or a farmer or a consumer or a campaigner the campaigner network don't even get me started (laughs) those guys are awesome Well, yeah, I guess before we dive right into fair trade, um, let's let's do our switch off switch on uh, moments and then Mm -hmm. we can uh, 
ask away all the questions we have for you right (laughs) um so yeah switch on switch off um i know we chatted about this before switch on you know any kind of positive win moments you know something that you're doing great or you've seen in the industry um switch off you know those moments that really trip you up in in life and just really highlighting that you know all of these people in the the industry you know we do have our our trip up moments and it's how we address those so Mm. um did you have one yeah (laughs) absolutely well I guess um the thing that I my trip up moment if that's the right thing um was the kind of Primark thing oh yeah um so I I mean, I the Primark. It has it has this appeal. It has mm. this kind of. Um, it's cheap. It's convenient. It's um, you know they've got some some stuff that looks good yeah. and so on. And you, and for a while there, I thought, gosh, I need to withdraw myself from. I need to I need to you know this is yeah. not a good thing. This is mm. not a good thing. Um, so I I guess having worked here now, it's one of those things where you 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 can't go back. Actually, once you hear mm. about. Um, somebody even being paid fairly you then that's you just you're stood in the supermarket aisle and actually my husband will verify this he's he's a big coffee mm-hmm. lover and yeah. he has been in the supermarket aisle and said oh you know what about this coffee what about that coffee mm-hmm. and actually he came to a fair trade fortnight event about 10 years ago and he met some farmers and he was like oh my god i get it totally yeah. get it and so since then mm. it's just it's just it, we it's just don't change, even question yeah. it um yeah. so yeah I guess it's it, it, and I think that's why it's, this is great to be here with you today because I think once you hear the difference that mm. it makes you don't you, you just don't go back and so mm. there was there's no going back on that front yeah, yeah. <laughs> I agree with that I think yeah it is it is like you once you've made the, the shift in your mind you, you d- kind of don't go back um, yeah a lot of my life has revolved around Mary Kondo recently and the um you know sort of decluttering your oh, life because yes, I moved yes. out um and yeah it just with with clothes and things like that uh, that's really helped me both the Mary Kondo side of it in terms of like you, you should invest in in what you have um but then also like the sustainability side of things when you're buying new stuff or yes just the combination of those mm-hmm. two concepts kind of like has really helped me kind of be more conscious when it comes to buying clothes absolutely like that. so yeah, yeah and for the month of october we're committed to not buying yes. um from any stores that don't have a hundred percent sustainable mm. fashion okay. so well, avoiding great. kind of that was our challenge from uh, our last episode with mm. um, Gung Ho, um, an ethical designer brand. And our challenge was for the month of October, no shopping. Because mm-hmm. you can go to some of these high street stores and they do have a sustainable line. Um, but it's really just committing to only buying what we need. And Absolutely. if so, sustainable. So, yeah. 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 Um, well, on that. So yeah. these earrings I'm wearing right now, they, um, they were from, um, so in in light of that challenge <laughs> they're from a um brand called wild fawn and they only use recycled metals to make their their jewelry so um recycled silver or gold wow is um, that your switch beautiful on? that's yeah. switch on yeah oh, okay great now it's my turn <laughs> um i guess mine's a switch off but more of a again another question is heating so it's now the time of year where it's october um mm. this episode will actually be released in october too so it's october you've got days where you know it's it's quite warm this weekend was warm and then you've got other days where it's cold. yes and i think 
you know, one of my challenges, I don't have a Nest system. I don't have a smart heating system. Mm. And I, I definitely will look to get one. We're refurbishing our, our house right now. So I've definitely put that order in to my husband. So, um, <laughs> But until then, it, it's really just managing, you know, the, I know it sounds so simple and so silly, but it's really actually thinking about it because it's obviously so convenient to yes. put your heater on a timer. It turns on, it turns mm-hmm. off, you know, on days it's warm, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. It's fine. But I think really understanding the impact of a heating bill and the energy and actually just grabbing a sweater. Exactly. Like that's yes. the simplest thing. Yeah. Or like if you've got kids, just bundling them up a little yeah. bit more. It's exactly. Not, um, so yeah, that's one of my ones where, you know, I'm guilty for, you know, just sometimes not adjusting these things. Um, mm. but I really want to actually be more mindful. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. I say exactly, but I had the same dilemma yeah, last week. Like, <laughs> I have to say I failed. Small, you know, I just very, thought yeah, I just, like, I need it today. <laughs> and you don't, you don't know if it's going to be chilly at night and my yeah. husband will be like, we turn the heating off. It turns back on at 5am. You're in your blankets in bed like you'll be fine I'm from Canada so I'm like no we'll freeze to death (laughs) so it's this balance on the heating that we both have so yeah Yeah, that's a tough one it's funny because I my my switch on was use uh, cycle more um and my kids are now at an age where we can go out and cycle together um and I don't want them to be fair weather cyclists so we cycle to school like three days a week it's not far but um but yeah I've started now doing even the shortest of journeys like um with the with the bicycle I say that because that sounds obvious that you do short journeys but um we needed some breakfast the other day and um I went out to the shop and got some eggs and uh wow. some some rolls but in my I've got a little basket I've got one of those Dutch style bikes mm. so um the eggs and the breakfast I felt really like uh, yeah. something out of the 1950s sat there with my breakfast at the front so and true. and actually what's helping me is I, I'm documenting everything on Strava um I'm, I'm mm. people, sure people who follow me absolutely hate me because a lot of people on there are like it's all about the miles and the stats and all that kind of stuff but I'm just about just getting stuff on there to motivate me to see okay mm-hmm. each month I'm I'm making I'm doing a bit more yeah yeah so any journey that I can and I love being on a bike yeah. Um, yeah. it's just that thing of getting out of the garage and you know yes. getting it's kind of a bit of a faff at first is, but actually but it's just, you get used to it yeah. it's a behavioral change yeah. um I am started working in Copenhagen because that's where my the company is based and you just it's so interesting seeing just more bikes than cars like yeah. wonderful bicycle lanes and that you have to like go in a weird route to find a car like you just don't see cars you see whole families on their bicycles from the age of like yeah two, three so it's quite interesting yeah it's great it's um, good for the soul yeah yeah it is <laughs> well i guess diving straight into fair trade um yeah let's start from the beginning um tell us about you know how fair trade started back in the day you know the 25th anniversary but even before that um how did it all begin? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we're celebrating 25 years of the Fairtrade mark in the UK, but actually the Fairtrade as a concept mm. has been around for a while. So, so the likes of those pioneers like Tradecraft who've been doing Fairtrade for 40 years. And I think what happened during the 1980s was a, a coffee crisis. And um, that then prompted, in particular, when I mentioned about the campaigning networks, there's a lot of um, activism and um, positive things going on in churches. Mm-hmm. So, for example, um, Tradecraft had their store and they were already talking to the likes of church groups about the problems that exist in international trade. And so I think the combination of... 
pioneers like Tradecraft plus the um, church's networks plus the coffee crisis mm-hmm. I think that all came together and actually people said we need, to, we need to do something about this and so we were set up by the likes of CAFOD and Oxfam um, and Tradecraft to enable consumers to make a positive choice when it comes mm-hmm. to coffee in the first instance um, but then also um, we started with four products uh, so there was tea coffee and chocolate and um they then became, um, I, guess, I guess those businesses were pioneers by their own rights. And actually, it, one of the great things is to see that those businesses are still around and they show that actually you can do good business. Good yeah. business means profitability, but also doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um so uh, those kind of charitable organisations, NGOs came together um, and uh, kind of worked with um, like-minded businesses who then uh, created these products that consumers could then buy. And I guess it just grew from strength to strength. I think it's one of those things whereby once people start on that journey, as I say, they, they, they continue. Mm-hmm. And there's... Uh, a wealth of fair trade products now so we were at four and now I think we're at 6,000 and I yeah. think people are often surprised by the um, the fact that outside of bananas and tea and coffee and chocolate you've also got flowers and mm. gold um, yeah. and cotton and things that you wouldn't necessarily expect wine yeah. um, nuts you know it's just it, it's it's a beautiful collective of things which makes it easy that if you don't necessarily want to buy um, fair trade coffee you can can choose tea so mm-hmm. there's something for everybody almost yeah mm. um, so, and I guess the, 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 the knocking on doors was really important, mm-hmm. I think, this yeah. campaigner network. So there needs to be a marketplace for, for these um, products, these four in, initial products. And I think the, there were people, that, people who were prepared to go and talk to businesses about making changes, in particular retailers. Obviously, mm-hmm. they have the power to reach consumers. Mm-hmm. So it was about... Um, them making their noise as well and saying come on guys this is really important this is something yeah. we want um so yeah it just kind of grew from there yeah yeah and also with like coffee shops and stuff as well I suppose that's a big way for um yeah to sort of get the the mark out there because that's we've had uh, we had like the sustainable restaurant association on here first and we were talking about how often it's restaurants um and you know cafes and what have you that's where consumers might meet the first concept of um fair trade or whatever it is organic or you know whatever the issue is yeah and then they're like oh okay that that's educated me and then they seek it out in the supermarkets and things like that so it's really important to have the relationship with like restaurants and cafes as well absolutely and i think that's where also the um our campaigning side of our work comes in because it's that those touch points where we can talk Mm -hmm. to people so when i was saying earlier about children talking to their parents about fair trade um and that kind of it's it's having the various points whereby fair trade has a presence somebody's Mm -hmm. heard something Mm -hmm. about the difference it makes or the need for it as well because there's a great need still Mm -hmm. um what are some of the issues then for for our listeners that don't know like Mm -hmm. what is like the worst you know why what are the issues happening in like the the farm where the farmers are and yeah like what why did fair trade come about like what was it trying to solve i guess for those that don't really know sure i mean i think the the issue of um income is one that we're focusing on and i think uh the 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 beauty of the fair trade mark is this minimum price Mm -hmm. so farmers will always have the minimum price that's above the market price um, and the uh, fair trade premium which is an additional amount on top and I think 
being able to do the simple things like feed your family and send your children to school and uh, pay for hospital or get to hospitals, have access to health, mm-hmm. healthcare, is the things that we t- kind of tend to take for granted. But actually, it should never, ever be a choice between putting food on the table and, um, and healthcare or education. Mm-hmm. And I think farmers now are facing... Um, uh, the, cl- the climate crisis is compounding um, the challenges that already exist, whether it's, you know, having enough money to put food on the table or the kind of the issues around kind of empowerment and gender equality mm-hmm. and fair trade. They're the kind of less tangible issues, but actually those are what fair trade seeks to address. We yeah. want uh, we want to live in a world where um people get a paid a fair price for their Definitely. for their work but actually it's more than that um and i think when you get paid fairly you have the headspace to think about the other things in your life and well, yeah, you know definitely. and why would it be any different why you know we would that's what we would expect for ourselves it, i think about that i was thinking about this last night actually i was thinking like fair trade okay let's apply that to a first world you know, could you imagine, you know, I get up every morning, get dressed, I go to work, I, you know, put an eight and a half hour day. Could you imagine if I left home only being paid for an hour of that or half an hour of that? That would be such a shocker that would make, you know, headlines. Whereas, you know, we go every day, you know, using these products where sometimes you just don't think about absolutely that one, you know, taking the banana example, you don't think about what went into getting you that banana yeah exactly did the people get you know you just almost assume yeah of course people are getting paid it's being it's being dealt with in a third Mm. world it's kind of like not my my backyard it's Mm. it's happening someone's paying somebody for this banana i paid for it my job done yes but, you know, absolutely. I mean, I, when I was in the Ivory Coast um, in 2017, I met some um, cocoa farmers and one uh, farmer in particular, Pauline, was saying to me, you know, she has she, she has children just like me. Mm-hmm. And she just wants her children to be able to have the opportunities that she didn't have. So, for example, she um, used the, the, the Fairtrade premium. She managed, she used it to um, get an education for herself. Mm-hmm. So it's that idea that actually, in a, in a way, Fairtrade shouldn't exist. It should be this should be a given that yeah. people are able to get the education that they need, but it's not. And having met her, and actually, she was telling me about the, her children, and they do the children do the same things all over the world. Yeah. People, mums, women, men. I was dancing with her at one point. They had a, a, fe- um, a kind of a closing ceremony in the village, and we were dancing. And she was she was I've, I wasn't quite getting it right, and she was showing me the moves. And you know, it's this kind of idea that actually, as you say, if we imagine it, how it would be. For ourselves people have the same needs and the same hopes and passions and so wherever you are in the world and I guess it's about respect and responsibility Mm -hmm. for me as on a personal note you know outside of my fair trade hat actually I feel have and it's this story as well when when you hear from people and they tell you what difference it means to them then you you're on that journey then and I hope that I just yeah I just hope that more people hear stories about fair trade and you know it's it's, I think people think of fair trade as it is very it's people centred Mm -hmm. but actually there's the kind of economic side of it which is the minimum price and the premium Mm. and then there's the um, social side of it which is the hospitals that get built it's the um, Mm. the schools it's Mm -hmm. the access to water it's all those things those tangible things Um, yeah yeah, and then um, the uh, environmental side of things. So mm-hmm. there's there's plenty of examples whereby uh, farmers have used the uh, fair trade premium to invest in protecting the environment mm-hmm. and actually becoming more resilient. So, for example, in when I met the cocoa farmers, they were um, 
uh, growing shade trees to protect the cocoa. Oh, wow. um, so, uh, you know, there's various um, initiatives that are happening that That's are, uh, you know, making sure that your fair trade product has, you know, the person's been paid a fair price, but actually there's there, there, those other aspects that are really important that make it work, those three things and together. on that point, you know, I, I know fair trade is, is committed to being, you know, more than an environmental certification. So I guess on your point, you know, what are those other things? I know you guys are involved in so many other partnerships and programs, you know, building schools, you know, can you, you know, tell our listeners like what, what is that? You know, what is going beyond just the environmental, not just, but the environmental certification of fair trade and, um, yeah, what does it mean for farmers and the, the kind of foundation? Sure, yeah. I mean, when I, when I, I you know, I sound like, um, uh, you know, the guy from Only Fools and Horses, that British, uh, during the war, so <laughs> when I was in the Ivory Coast, <laughs> um, I, I would so say our first stop, we stopped at the Women's School of Leadership. And this is a program that is, um, has been set up by businesses that we work with that source under fair trade terms, mm-hmm. um, plus us, the Fair Trade Foundation, coming together to create this. Um, it's, it's an empowerment piece. So it's about um, cocoa farm, cocoa cooperatives. So co- cocoa farmers come together to create cooperatives. Mm-hmm. And it's about them identifying um, together women in the community who have the power to um, influence and uh, kind of create change. Mm -hmm. And the Women's School of Leadership, it comes back to this point I was saying earlier about Fairtrade Africa. So they are a key part of the Women's School of Leadership in the Ivory Coast. So women will attend workshops around um, managing incomes, um, negotiation, actually. Mm -hmm. And and it's not just women that attend the Women's School of Leadership. I met, um, there was a a kind of a sprinkling of men, male cocoa farmers. And actually, uh, one of them said, one of them stood up and said, you know, it's it's all well and good women um, saying, you know, being part of the community and being influential. But we men have a responsibility to also respect and um, acknowledge the role of women. So they are there as kind of um, influences as well within society because that mm. cultural change, is, it, it will take a while to come about. But he said, he stood up and he said, um, you know... Um, I, I've, I, had, I had people come to say to me and, and say, um, no, not the great burner doing dish, washing dishes. The, you know, he, his name's Bernard. And he's like, yes, I can wash dishes. It's fine. Like, yeah. this, is, this is not a big deal. Mm. So it's um, this kind of changing um, mindsets. And yeah. actually, um, the women who've stood up have said that, you know, they, they feel like they've got a responsibility and they feel like they've been set free to make changes because they've kind of learn from each other as well Mm -hmm. about how to negotiate how to um uh kind of just create influence in their in their communities both in the kind of cocoa side of things but also outside of that um and one of the one of the things about the fair trade premium i think which is you know goes beyond um cocoa and beyond cote d'ivoire is that the fair trade premium can be used for uh, farmers and workers to set up their own income diversification programs um so whether that's growing having kind of gardens where they can grow vegetables and um sell those or there was another lady that i met in the ivory coast who um what was her name um it'll come to me but she used the fair trade premium to buy 400 chickens which wow. she then um sold and that it became this um, way of her having income and then also being able to lend money to other women who could then start that 
um, so like a micro their, their economy, own, yeah, yeah, and, and doing loans, you know, like oh, microfinance, yeah. like kind of small loans. And so she was then able to, and she was a single mum, and she was then able to not only show other mums um, that it's possible, but actually, and she was part of the women's school of leadership. But actually, she could then support them as well. And it's this kind of network of people who are able to create change in their communities, and it starts with. The, us here you know yeah. buying products saying do you know what this is how it should be yeah. this yeah. is how it should be it, the people deserve the right to be business women mm-hmm. yeah. and, and they work hard another foot farmer Alphonsine in, 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 in a cocoa farmer she gets she was getting up at half past four in the morning to get breakfast to get everything set up for her family um, and then going off and doing like ten hour f- like farming it's, mm. it's, a, it's a really intensive yeah. life it's not um, like you're just sitting at a desk no you know, absolutely mm. Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. No. <laughs> and I tell you it is roasting there mm-hmm. I mean it, it's sweltering under the trees it's just it's, it's really physical work mm-hmm. and um, another guy Benjamin who I met said he had um, used the Fairtrade premium to save to buy um, a like a moped a motorcycle so that he didn't have to walk the 12 kilometers to get to his wow. farm so you know and this yeah. is just this is just how you know basics of trying to get yeah. to work yeah, um, yeah so and then other farmers are able to use the cooperative will decide democratically how the premium is spent sometimes sometimes it's spent on things like uh, hospitals and schools mm. and welly boots and um, mm-hmm. machinery sometimes it's paid out as a as a as a, an amount of money because times are so hard yeah. that actually it just comes down to we just need more money mm-hmm. we just need more to be able to put food on the table the basics mm-hmm. yeah. um, so there's that kind of flexibility and that ownership of how that premium gets spent that is yeah. key they yeah, decide it's, it's nothing yeah. to do with me mm-hmm. I don't know what I know I sound like I, <laughs> when I was in Africa but actually I don't know what they, what these guys need yeah. that, that's up yeah. to them and they decide democratically and I think it's th- th- that kind of empowerment side of things as well yes. I didn't quite realise the sort of extent of, of that what the fair trade you know the premium is doing to sort of empower women and communities and that's that's really cool and as you say it's it all comes down to that really doesn't it absolutely you know giving them the the that sort of you know flexibility to create something which is actually sustainable for themselves exactly Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's great um, yeah, I guess one more question before we dive into our challenge here. Um, can you tell us a bit about the 25 anniversary? What's happening around it? Tell our listeners. Gosh, where to it. start? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we are the Fair Trade Foundation and we um, kind of can help create ideas but actually I think it comes back to this idea I was talking about earlier about campaigners they all have their own vision of the Fair Trade and that's what makes it a a great thing because we're accountable Mm -hmm. to the the campaigners we think we have like we have hundreds of Fair Trade towns and schools and universities and colleges and we have a responsibility to them we're accountable then to them to make sure we're pushing for the Mm -hmm. right change at government level that's the other thing that I haven't really touched on we have a responsibility to Mm -hmm. influence the kind of macro picture to make sure that leaders understand their responsibility in terms of making trade structures Mm -hmm. that are fair that are just so obviously with Brexit coming up we need to make sure that we are getting the voice of the farmer heard and that's what I think also we we yeah we have a responsibility to make sure the farmers and workers voices are heard and so we're kind of campaigning on that government side of things as well but yeah so the campaign is what we're celebrating the fair trade mark the beauty of that little mark um that can make so much difference and we've asked campaigners and businesses um and consumers across the uk to make their mark so there's all sorts of crazy things going on with people like i was i mentioned the playground um 
yesterday i even um i convinced my friend and her dog to um run, make a run in the shape of the fair trade mark on strava again so i don't know if you've seen that you yeah. can get all kinds oh, of funny yes. things yeah, yeah, um, yeah and i mean it took us four attempts and i think the fourth <laughs> attempt was actually really good yeah. <laughs> um my friend was definitely ready to go home <laughs> um but yeah so 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 i did that with my friend but um we've got businesses who have held events um bringing the community together i guess it's that moment that where we can kind of yeah. come together and go do you know what and, and certainly we as the fair trade foundation want to thank consumers thank the public for saying making you know what do you, what do you call it when you make your you vote with your feet yeah so it's that kind of idea that actually consumers have decided yes this is for me this is the world i want to live in so we see the 25th as an opportunity to thank consumers and also thank our campaign and network and thank our businesses mm-hmm. businesses of course have a really key part to play mm-hmm. um so so yeah we're getting out and about having events um there's kind of uh, product launches and all sorts of things going yeah. on um it's a, a real buzz mm. Oh, great. Yeah. Should we dive into our challenge? Yes. Um, okay. I haven't really thought how this is going to work, but how about we just say a product to each yeah. other and then the other person guesses, guesses and, and then Kat's our judge. Yeah. Great. Cool. All right. I really like making this show a game show. Excellent. Can I make a buzzer noise? Yes. Excellent. Yes. Okay, oh, good. we love a buzzer noise. Okay. Um, okay. Do you want to go first? Sure. Okay. So, um, okay. I'll do an easy one to start with. So, chocolate. Yes. <laughs> is that the that's the correct noise? yeah um, okay. um, uh, uh, is the wrong well we okay. are in a banana room so i'm not gonna do that one um, yeah. <laughs> too easy too easy um flat like like flour like baking flour like when you cook uh, uh. wait she hasn't guessed yet oh sorry i'm so sorry <laughs> the rules are simple i know <laughs> i know i'm sorry i'm sorry getting oh. ahead of yourself <laughs> I don't know if she can be a host. I don't know if she's going to be she, hired. You were going to say no. I know you were. No. <laughs> I was going to say yes. Were actually. you? Yeah. yeah. But, there, but there isn't. No. no. Okay. But okay. on the baking theme, there are other baking okay. items. Okay. I know I'm not allowed to help, but... Okay. <laughs> um, right. Okay. So I'm going to go with that theme. So eggs? I'd say no. Yes. I mean, yes. I mean, Bing, you're yes. right. Yes. I'm not very good. I've only got one job. I just need to say whether it's right or not. <laughs> okay, you. No, go. not eggs. Okay, like, your turn. No, oh, sorry, good. right. <laughs> We're not very, it's early, okay. Um, how about. Um, sorry, I'm stumped. Um, beauty products, we'll keep it generic. Ooh, I'm going to say yes, maybe. Ping. Oh, yeah. yes. yes. What, what beauty products do you have? Um, so there's uh, like cocoa butter, um, oh, yeah. kind oh, of nice. face yeah. moisturizer stuff. Um, and I think there's even like makeup. Um, yeah. I, I'm not a big makeup wearer, yeah. um, so I'm not sure. But I think there are there are some products that you can get that are makeup related. Oh, cool. Um, and also, actually, um, there's like soap and yes. shower gel mm. and, um, you know, other kind of yeah. things like that. Yeah, cool. for sure. Should we do one more each? Yeah, sure. Okay, so, um, right. Uh, let's go for something like... Um, okay, so I'm going to go with... Sorry. <laughs> no, no, I'm trying to think of other household <laughs> products. <laughs> um, okay, let's go with, like, pasta. Pasta? I'd say No. 
Okay, there's um, no pasta. Uh, okay, um, fabrics. Ooh. Yes, I'm going to say there is a fair trademark for that. Do you mean... Can I you guess like cotton and things cut. like that. Bing! Yeah. <laughs> cool. Actually, this one that I'm wearing is a, is a fair trade oh, certified nice. top. Oh, yes. Very it's cool. nice, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know you're pressured to say that now. <laughs> well, that was fun. <laughs> well, yeah. And I think also um, there's tons of cool products and ranges on the website, which you Absolutely. can check out, um, yeah. learn about. And anyone who's into baking, seriously, there's, yeah. I know I mentioned earlier, like sugar. Um, oh, sugar. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, I was like, what else is in Vanilla, the cake? <laughs> vanilla, vanilla, vanilla as well, and um, yes. uh, obviously you have the chocolate side of things, wow. honey, yeah. um, oh dried fruit, nuts. Oh. I mean, honestly, it's so the, much. it's even so flowers, much. like flowers you buy, flowers you buy yeah. for other people, yeah, yeah like mm, gifts yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, fair trade roses. In fact, we had a a. Um, uh, fair trade worker Grace who came who's um, works in Kenya and she came into the office she, as part of the kind of 25th celebrations but she met some flower buyers we had an event where she was talking to them about the difference that it makes um, for her and again it was kind of came down to education yeah. and um, providing the basics um, so yeah. yeah flowers so basically anything that's sort of um, p- produced in in like a developing country yes might be yeah. more likely mm-hmm. to be yeah under the scheme of a fair trade absolutely because, yeah. i mean i guess um the way it works is we um work with uh countries that have been identified under the kind of um united nations global development index so yeah. we're working and working in commodities whereby we identify there's a need for fair trade mm-hmm. um so it's quite kind of um oh, grounded in that pr- premise of need yes. Well, I guess um, wrapping up here, can you leave us or listeners with any kind of tips, any take homes, anything, tidbits to, um, to, to inform people? Um, gosh, one I feel last, the pressure now. Yeah, <laughs> one last take home. I guess, Lydia, you can go first if you want to yeah, kick off I, your take home from this conversation. Yeah, I mean, I think the big thing um, that I've learned from this conversation is just about the sort of wide reaching impact of fair trade. Like I, I knew, you know, the sort of connotations that you associate with fair trade being supporting farmers in the right way and and all of that but sort of the wider spread impact of it I hadn't Mm. really thought about in depth and so that's that's really going to stick with me and I think like anything that I see with fair trade on it now if there's an option then I'll 100% go for it because it's really making a difference great yes cool mine yeah um yeah I guess mine is I think Fair trade, again, kind of similar on your point, it goes a lot beyond just paying a fair price to farmers. Um, And the impact isn't just on one farmer. You know, before I used to think that, you know, it was a a kind of one-on-one relationship. I was just improving the lives of one farmers. But actually, the impact is a whole community. Absolutely. Which is what, you know, you're putting your your money where it matters. And Mm -hmm. I think... For me, my take home is if, again, similar to yours, you know, if the option is available, why wouldn't you? Because now I really understand what is associated when there isn't that little fair trade sticker on an item. You're basically saying, I'm going to put my money to something that isn't necessarily certifying that this one pound is going in the fair way possible and it's not being stretched. Like if I'm paying a pound for Mm -hmm. fair trade or if I'm paying a pound for not fair trade, I'd rather it go and be stretched so yeah that's that's mine um, great oh i feel like i've done, I've done yes. <laughs> my work here is done as it were so but yeah what, I guess, what's your, your yeah i suppose <laughs> it feels like it's right to go back to when i was in the ivory coast <laughs> 
Oh, we should title um, this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know that you the Yeah, <laughs> you know now. But I guess um, one of the things that I, I would say is that the work fair trade has made a difference i've seen it for myself but actually when i was in the ivory coast the 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 people that i met that weren't involved in fair trade or the people that i saw that weren't involved in fair trade there there is still it made me so angry when i came back i felt it took me weeks to kind of come come through that that actually there are so many people who need us to make these choices Mm -hmm. um and i would just say yeah if you have that choice between the fair trade mark and not then it's the fair trade mark because we need we need we're part of we're all part of this community that wants to be part of a better world Mm -hmm. and i guess if you buy a fair trade mark you're part of that community that is striving for a better world um Mm -hmm. and so yeah welcome welcome if if you're part of that then brilliant thank you great well again thank you so much for for being on the episode um what's the the best website to reach fair trade fairtrade.org.uk perfect so do check it out everybody um you can also reach out to us um at hello at podcastswitch.com and yeah again have a great week everyone and thanks so much kat for being on the show thank you for having me it's been really really nice to meet you guys thank you Bye. bye bye